products by the region's artists, artisans, makers, and craftsmen at Catskills Curated. NarrowsburgUnion.com Good evening and welcome to the local edition news and information to keep you connected in the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Jason Dolt. Coming up in the second half of the program, we'll check in with Hilly Acres Farm. They're hosting a farm fest in Jeffersonville coming up on Saturday. There'll be apple pressings, 4-H exhibitions, and more. We'll learn about that in the second half of the program. But first, uh, it's what we usually do at the beginning of the program on a Thursday. We check in with Wayne County. And uh, this week, we're checking in with the library because the board of directors for the Wayne County Public Library have planned the first ever Family Fall Festival at the Wayne County Fairgrounds. It's happening next weekend, October 8th, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. The rain date's October 9th, and the event will feature family entertainment, activities for kids, guest readers, raffles, food, and music. On the phone with us now... Wayne County Public Library Director Tracy Schwartz. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. We're so excited about this Family Fall Festival, and we're really excited to tell everybody about it. Well, this this is a, so as we said, this is a new event. This is the first time event for this. How, how did the idea come about? Well, a lot of our board members have participated in things like this before. Um, there are a few events in town that are aimed at at children and children's festivals and getting the whole community involved by doing crafts and booths with um, learning experiences and with a lot of fun that, you know, the whole family can enjoy. So we wanted to do that in a fall setting, and the fairgrounds is the perfect spot to do it. Plus, the um, Seeds is having a book swap that same weekend um, at the fairgrounds. So we figured book people and festival people all together, what could be better? Absolutely. That's a, that sounds like a good idea. And, you know, I'm just going to mention to folks that like over on the on the New York side of the river in, in Sullivan County, um, the annually the Daniel Pierce Library out there in Gramsville holds uh, a fall fundraising event for for families on the Gramsville Fairground. So just as we've got the Little World's Fair in Gramsville and the Wayne County Fair in, in the Wayne County Fairgrounds in the summer, now I feel like we've got we've got some parity, some balance between uh, library-oriented uh, family fun days in the autumn between the two different fairgrounds yeah. on either side of the river, just balancing that out that way. Not that, not that that was part of your plan at all. I just happened to notice the connection. I'm pointing it out to folks. Um, no, that's exciting. I didn't know about it either, so I'll have to check that out. Yes, they they call it the the giant pumpkin party. I think it's happening uh, this Saturday. Um, but back to back to your your fall family fall festival that's going on. Like I real quick rattled off some of the the activities and things, but maybe let's go into some more detail now and and talk about uh, uh, what what will be there for families. So we have a, a huge obstacle course um, that Rent Event has helped us out with, so kids will be able to come and do that. We have some um, experiences with some different sorts of animals that will be there, and guest readers, Lindsay Barrett-George and Allison Green-Myers, and our very own Miss Betty. Um, and then we just have a whole bunch of things like bumper boats, a rock climbing wall, um, and local businesses and nonprofits We'll be doing different booths that will have all sorts of different craft experiences and cultural experiences and fun. 
and we have some food trucks and um, just it's going to be a great day outside supporting the library. Okay, so what are these some of these partner uh, agencies and businesses, and and what are they cooking up uh, uh, literally? <laughs> well, um, a lot of the nonprofits are doing craft types of things. I know Homesville Rotary mentioned to me too that they're going to be. Um, doing some different language types of situations where I believe they're going to be teaching kids some Japanese characters to be able to draw, which is pretty exciting. And then we have um, a whole bunch of different places doing craft things like creating bookmarks or backpacks or um, anything fun and exciting for kids to do, plus some uh, balloon animals and um, hair braiding and all sorts of funky stuff. So I'm kind of excited to see what everybody comes up with. But we have um, over 30 booths and a lot of community partners who have gone to great lengths to donate their time. So we're super excited. Okay. And uh, I do note that you, you have a rain date. So this is happening next Saturday from 11 to 4. Uh, but if there's inclement weather, it'll be moving to the following day? Yeah. So it'll be Sunday. And again, like I said, we're partnering kind of with the book swap. And so they're there on Saturday and Sunday. And we are either going to do hopefully Saturday. We're going to cross our fingers that there's really good weather because that's when everybody can can be there. Um, but Sunday will be our rain date if we have to, but we're really, we're pushing for Saturday. Okay. So if there is some sort of an inclement weather situation, you can just check our website and we'll be making all sorts of announcements. All right. I'll cross my fingers for that too, to, to help you out. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's the least I can do. You know, while we've got you, uh, Tracy, what else is going on at the Wayne County Public Library? Do you have other events that are coming up or other initiatives, uh, for the fall or winter that you want to sure. let folks know about? Sure. Our friends of the library have a soup sale going on, and we have just partnered with Black and Brass to do a special Possibilities Perk coffee that they're going to be selling at all seven libraries in Wayne County. Um, we're doing Stocktober, so it's getting a little cold out. You can come buy some socks and get a good book at the library. <laughs> so, you know, we have a whole bunch of things that we're just trying out and a lot of really great children's programs, adult programs. And we always have our great apps that you can use. If you can't get to us, we have the Libby app and the Hoopla app so you can download from home. Okay, and let's just circle back. Did you say Socktober? <laughs> yes, yeah, Socktober. We have some really cozy, fuzzy socks that we are selling that um, we just kind of figured, you know, socks, coffee, cup of tea, book. What more could, you know... October bring. I was just going to say, you got books, you got the socks, and you got the coffee. I think you're all set. So that's yeah. Great. We even have some chocolate bars. So you know, we're we're one stop shopping. And, and <laughs> speaking of a one stop, what's uh, is there a one website that's the best for folks to go to keep up on what you've got going on at the library, including the 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 upcoming uh, family fall fest? Absolutely. You go to WayneLibraries dot org. And that gives you all the information on all seven libraries in Wayne County. There's a great calendar that you can um, take a look at to see what's coming up. And on that site, if you go to Honesdale, you can click on the site for the Family Fall Festival and take a look at all of the great sponsors that are there and some of the um, great things we're going to be doing. I haven't gotten a chance to post it yet, but we even have a music lineup coming. 
Um, some some kids from the area are going to be playing throughout the day at the um, Family Fall Festival, too. So I'm hoping to get something posted for that so they you get to see and listen to some great music, too. Uh, okay, so activities, food, and, and even some musical entertainment. It's the first ever Family Falls Festival at the Wayne County Fairgrounds happening next Saturday. Rain dates next Sunday. And we've been talking to Wayne County Public Library Director Tracy Schwartz. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. It was wonderful. And everybody just have a wonderful um, fall. All right. A moment ago, I mentioned the giant pumpkin party that the Daniel Pierce Library puts on. Well, that's actually happening uh, this coming Saturday. And joining us on the phone right now is Jen Thomas, director for Daniel Pierce Library. Thank you for joining us on such short notice. Well, thank you for having me. So, the, the, am I right, the, January, the giant pumpkin party is happening uh, this weekend? It is happening, yes, October 1st, this Saturday, from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. at the Gramsville Fairgrounds on Route 55, rain or shine, we will be there. You will be there, and you've been doing that now for 36 years, and I've, I've been to a number of them over years, and I've been to some very sunny ones. I've been to some less than sunny ones, but the Giant Pumpkin Party uh, soldiers on, and you've got uh, you know all sorts of games and activities there. Uh, you know, Typically, uh, what I like about – there's a number of things I like about the Giant Pumpkin Parties. First off, I guess we should mention, are there going to be Giant Pumpkins there? Yes, there are. We have our giant pumpkin contest, so we'll be waiting to see who brings the biggest pumpkin and then who can guess the weight of the, the giant pumpkin. Um, and we will also have pumpkins available for families to purchase and to decorate if they would like to in our craft tent. And and there's so there's usually crafts there for, for the young ones. What, what I like about the giant pumpkin parties, you often uh, get uh, – somewhat older children involved with running these activities too you got you have like youth involvement and some of the local teens help run some of these activities typically. we do we we have we have some of our you know students from tri-valley central school district will be helping us we have the boy scouts and the, and girl scouts helping us um with a couple of the activities the hay bale throwing contest and the hay maze so we will have that in place and they'll be there to help there uh New this year, we do have something new this year for teens. We have a teen zone, and that will feature a climbing wall and giant games like Giant Jenga and Giant Connect 4, and there'll be cornhole there, too, for them to enjoy. Oh, that sounds like fun. Uh, another thing that that uh, I know uh, Giant Pumpkin Party for, if I stop by, it's actually been a couple of years since I've been by, but I'll stop by to get pumpkins, and I'll stop by to get donuts because uh, there's usually fresh-made Donuts being made right there on the fairgrounds at the Giant Pumpkin Party. Is that still happening in 2022? Yes. We, we will be up early and getting ready and getting donuts made so that when we, we officially open at 9 a.m., there will be donuts ready for sale. So we <laughs> hope you'll come on down and grab some. Is this just me, or do you hear from other people in the community that look forward to those donuts? Um, we get a lot of requests for donuts, so I think if they weren't there, it would definitely be missing. So we aim to please, and, and we will we will have donuts going all day long. And because this is a benefit for the library, Daniel Pierce Library is putting it on, uh, uh, there's, there's usually a book sale as well, correct? Yes, we have a, a huge tent, and we've got it full of books. And it's, you know, in fact, we've been working all week getting things set up, and we're working on getting that already. So, yes, come on down, and there's a great selection of gently used books available. 
these uh, library-oriented, family-oriented fall fun activities happening on both sides of the river in our listening area uh, over at the Wayne County Fairgrounds and also on the Little World's Fairgrounds with a giant pumpkin party. And before we go, Jen, what is there anything else coming up at the library uh, for your, your fall or winter season activities or anything else on the horizon that you want folks to know about while we got you? Well, yes, our children's programs will be beginning in October, and registration is open for that. So we hope that if you have young ones, you want to come into the library, check us out online, and register for that. We have programs for um, older children coming up. We have the Director's Challenge once a month, and we're going to be looking at flying paper airplanes. We want to get kids registered for that and have some fun with them, too. And for adults, we have a coffee hour on Tuesday or second Tuesday of the month. So we hope that people come down, get to know us and see what we have to offer. And the website is danielpiercelibrary.org. The 36th annual Giant Pumpkin Party is happening this Saturday. And we've been talking to Daniel Pierce Library Director Jen Thomas. Jen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you very much. going to take a quick break more local edition on the way more conversations about what's happening in the community including an upcoming event that involves yet another library in our listening area plus a farm fest coming up this saturday in jeffersonville this is radio catskill this week in this american life Ilya's family escaped ukraine got to safety and then his parents made what seems from the outside anyway to be an incredibly unlikely choice they decided to move the family back to their home in Mariupol, a city decimated by bombing, now occupied by the Russians. He says, I want to go and I don't want to go. What happens when they get there this week? Saturday at 6 on Radio Catskill. Hello, my name is John Gordon, and I host a music show right here on WJFF called Ramble Tamble. It airs every Thursday evening from 7 to 9 p.m. I love music, and I play all kinds of different music. That's Ramble Tamble, Thursday nights, 7 to 9, right here on WJFF. Welcome back to the Local Edition News and Information, keeping you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Jason Dole, and... Uh, we're talking about local events on this edition of the local edition and coming up this Saturday, Hilly Acres Farm is hosting Farm Fest in Jeffersonville, New York. And, uh, they're going to feature apple pressing demonstrations, hay rides, 4-H exhibitions, live music, and more on the phone to talk about it. It's Tanya Han from Hilly Acres Farm. Hello, Tanya. How are you today? Doing good. Welcome to the program. Before we talk about the event that's coming up on Saturday, let's uh, just uh, uh, learn a little bit about your farm. What, what can you tell us about Hilly Acres Farm? Okay. Well, we're um, located in Jeffersonville. We've got two locations, one on Sander Road and one on Wall Road in Jeffersonville. Um, we raise beef, particularly um, white parks, American British white parks and some Herefords. We've got Pigs um, as well, Tamworths, um, some Hereford pigs, some uh, old spots, and we've got sheep, and we've got chickens as well, So and turkeys, of course. So we've got egg layers, meat birds, and turkeys for Thanksgiving. Okay. And, and we have a donkey named Jackson. I forgot about Jackson. <laughs> never forget Jackson. <laughs> 
And and if, if if he's got a name, I suppose he's not for Thanksgiving then. No, That's of good. course not. Yes, Jackson's okay. our donkey, and he's our he's our protector. Okay, great. Um, so so how how did Farm Fest come about? Well, um, my son went to my son Michael went to I should say our son Michael went to uh, Cobble Skill, and um, you know they they taught them a lot about uh, different types of agriculture and how to promote. And when he came home from college, he said, we, we should do this. We should have like an open house. And we both looked at him and said, what are you out of your mind? Um, like you're not busy enough it. already. Yeah. yeah. But we, we said, you know what, we'll, we'll give it a shot. So we, we tried it the first year. Um, we had about a hundred people. It wasn't too bad. And we thought, wow, you know, it was kind of neat. And, but a lot of people ask about it the following year. So we said, all right, well, we'll give it another shot. So we, we've been doing it um, pre-pandemic. We did it for five years. Um, the year before the pandemic, pandemic in 19, we had almost 500 people here. Um, and it was just a great success. It's a fun day. There's uh, hay rides, um, pumpkin decorating. There's just always something going on. And we try to get a few other local farms that are starting out or have something neat to offer to attend, you know, just to show off what they have. Well, that's, that's part of what um, is interesting me about this that I wanted to talk to you about is that, um, you know, it's an, it's like an open house for your farm, but you're making it much more uh, and, and, and you're, you're supporting uh, the broader picture of agriculture in our area. One of the ways that you're doing that is you're involving both uh, 4-H and the Future Farmers of America. Um, they're Absolutely. going to be on hand on Saturday. Just mm-hmm. talk for a moment about um, how you feel about those organizations, why you're uh, involved with them, got them involved uh, with your farm day. Sure. Um, so actually, we probably became um, more full-time farmers because of 4-H. Uh, my son, both sons actually, um, were in 4-H when they were kids, um, and two pigs led to more than two pigs, and two cows led to more than two cows. But it was, you know, 4-H is a great organization. Um, it doesn't just teach agriculture. Um, far, it goes far beyond that. Um, you know, they do public presentations. Um, it's just a, a good, healthy organization to learn about how to respect each other and how to take care of of animals um, and how to just to have good life skills. And, you know, FFA is, is no different. It's another great organization that we finally got in our Selvin West school district. And, um, you know, Pat McCarthy just does a fabulous job. He's, he's growing the, the program. Um, Tri-Valley has a, a great program. Um, it's, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we look at farmers, um, you know, we put them kind of at the bottom of the food chain, but they're really, at the top of the food chain. Um, and, you know, in a lot of countries, farmers are considered you know, very highly regarded. And unfortunately, sometimes in this country, we take take that for granted. Um, you know, they they got to feed everybody. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a very important and very, um, you know, it's a respectful uh, profession. And it should be looked at as a profession, not as a, you know, the bottom of the barrel. That's great. You know, and I, I was going, I was prepared to explain to people about future farmers of America and uh, point out that, 
you know, um, there's only one chapter in Sullivan County, but that's great news to hear. I'm behind the times that there's a chapter in Sullivan, the, in Sullivan West mm-hmm. School District, because for a long time it was just a, a you know, Tri Valley School District up right. there, Gramsville Neversink mm-hmm. Way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it boggled my mind that there wasn't a chapter, uh, on the, on the more the western part of the county, Sullivan West, uh, area, because it's such an agriculture area. So, so that, so those are the future farmers that, that you're going to be working with. Right, yep, and they're going to be here. They're going to be showing off their stuff, um, a great group of kids. And like I said, the 4-H'ers, we're going to have a couple um, 4-H groups here as well, and, and they've got some really neat things that they'll be offering. Um, we're going to have uh, Jeannie Smith and her daughter Caitlin here with bunnies, and <laughs> the bunnies are always the hit because yeah. these bunnies do some pretty cool things. Wow. Um, Wild Russet will be here. He's going to be pressing apples. Um, and he's going to let people press the apples. And I, quite honestly, have never even seen that done. So that's going to be pretty neat to see. And um, Ryan Earlwine will be here with her ice cream. Um, and we'll have Anderson's maple syrup and pumpkins. They'll be selling pumpkins that day. Um, we've got a, um, oh, I can't think of her her business name, but she, Amanda, she sells jams. Um and we'll have baked goods. We're just just a whole bunch of different vendors here with some some fun stuff. Yeah. Um. And of course, we're going to have some food. Right. Um. We're going to have uh, some hilly burgers and, and hilly ham. So. Um, and so and so it, just with all these different uh, uh, farmers and ag related businesses and products, there mm-hmm, truly mm-hmm. is a farm fest day going on yep. in, in Jeffersonville on Saturday. Uh. What what time is it happening, and where can we find more information? Um, it's 10 to 3, and it is on on our on Facebook. It's also on our webpage. Um, you know, you can call if you've got any questions. But like I said, we're going to have a lot of uh, great folks here. Early Bird Cookery will be putting getting our salads together for our, our meals. And we're just going to have a, a just a fun-filled day. I forgot the hayrides. Don't forget hayrides. Don't forget that was, the hayrides. That's always the hit. Yeah. Okay, and your website is hillyacresfarm.com, hillyacresfarm.com, and again, we've been talking about Farm Fest happening in Jeffersonville this weekend. Information's at hillyacresfarm.com, and we've been talking to Tanya Han from Hilly Acres Farm. Tanya, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. We're almost at the end of the local edition, but believe it or not, we have one more conversation that we're going to get in on this uh, evening of conversations about things that are happening in our area this weekend and next weekend. We're going to be talking about something that's coming up next week, uh, next Thursday, October 6th, 6 o'clock at the E.B. Crawford Public Library in Monticello. It's a talk about Cimarron City, a theme park that used to be in Monticello, New York, that I've never actually heard of, but who, you know, who has heard about it? Myron Gattel, who's giving the talk next Thursday. He's on the phone with us right now. Hello, Myron. Welcome back to the program. Jason, thank you again for having me. I appreciate that. Now, I'll tell you this. I'd never actually uh, heard about this, but again, to, to, to recap, um, you know, the, the picture is in the, the mid to late fifties, Disneyland open and there's a wave of people opening up other types of theme parks, family attractions right. in their neck of the woods. So, so somebody opened up this place in, in our area. It, was this in Monticello and what was it? 
You know what? It was east of Monticello. It was near where that whole traffic circle is. It was on the other side of Rose Valley Road. If you're going from Monticello, you pass, you know, Apollo, then you have Rose Valley Road. On the other side, that's now marshy and unimproved property. And But then it was these four businesses took over. I have it somewhere, but I don't know how many acres it was. It was at least a couple of dozen. And they put, it was 18 buildings. There were three lakes or ponds. There was a railroad. There was um, all kinds of things. There was mock, mock, of course it was mock. You know, uh, the railroad got held up. The banks got whole, held up. There were um, cowboys on horses. There was a lot of horses. There was animal farms. And keeping in the times, there was a lot of Indians, and that's what they called them then. Indians came from supposedly for the promotion from Oklahoma, and they had, and they lived there with their families through the summer, and they had different festivities and powwows and, um, and similar. Dan- they had tribal dances, ceremonies. And um, it was Comanche, supposedly, with the literature at the time said it was Comanche Indians. Uh, they didn't call them Native Americans or indigenous in those days. So it was interesting. We have some pictures from the promotion and the local weekly newspapers. The, the um, Middletown Herald had a lot of advertising and just articles because it was such a fascinating addition to what was happening here the Bosch Belt, and some summer theaters. And, yeah, and, and among all the other things people think of in the Catskills, and you have this uh, essentially a Wild West attraction. Uh, when I was a kid, I remember going to Carson City, which was an attraction elsewhere in New York State, those Wild West theme, and I just looked it up quick and see that uh, that closed in 1997 uh, after 40 years of operation. So it's, that was a part of that wave of, uh, late fifties development and theme parks going on. Sounds like Cimarron City didn't last as long in Sullivan County. It was about 10 years, but I, I also want to just recap something you said earlier, just to point out for listeners, cause we've had you on a few times. Like this is what you do in the community. You find, um, historical, uh, uh, attractions, things that happened in our history that people may remember, people may have physical history of as well as their memories and you not just give you don't just give these talks or presentations uh you're trying to get people to give you some of that uh information as well so that we have that for Sullivan county history yeah and to, to leave it at at the i mean i just saw the we said the liberty museum at the Sullivan county historical society at the month as will be corporate library and even with people I know someone today, they're alone, you know, with everything else, I say bring your memories and memorabilia. But also, if anyone has home movies or snapshots, families went there, they're out there, would love to have it for the presentation on Thursday, but also copies for our records, for our archives. That would be great because once we all go, you know, we need records of this stuff, and it is so fascinating. Absolutely. So I say bring memories and and memorabilia, but also home movies, snapshots. And speaking about these, there are a lot of these articles that we had from the local newspapers. We got copies from the Sullivan County Historical Society. Their collections were made accessible and available. So I want to particularly thank them for helping put on this presentation. And the 
and the Monticello Library, the S.W. Crawford Library, thanks them very much as well. This is happening uh, a week from tonight, uh, Thursday, October 6th, uh, at the E.B. Crawford Library, 6 p.m. Myron will be there, and as he said, bring your memories and memorabilia. Uh, this is a talk about Cimarron City, a theme park just outside of Monticello, New York. Thank you for sharing this history with us, and good luck with the good work you're doing in the community, Myron. Okay. Thank you, Jason, and thank you, Take care. That's going to do it for the local edition tonight. I want to thank you so much for listening, and thanks to all four of our guests that we had on tonight. Remember, if you missed any of this program, we're on the Radio Catskill Archive at WJFFRadio.org. Make sure you never miss any episode of the local edition by signing up for the local edition podcast wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Jason Dole. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. Stay tuned now. Coming up next, Ramble Tamble with John Gordon. This is Radio Catskill. Support comes from the Homestead School, Montessori Education, preschool through early college with campuses in Glens Bay and Hurleyville, building the intelligence, creativity, connection, and skills for an ecological future since 1978. Homesteadschool.com from the River Reporter newspaper in Narrowsburg, New York, riverreporter.com, and from listener donations at wjffradio.org. Did you know you can donate real estate to benefit Radio Catskill? Our program takes any property type, land, homes, commercial, in any location as long as there's equity. Even if you owe back taxes, have a mortgage balance, or deferred maintenance, it's no problem. If you have a real estate asset that is costing you money or not being utilized, donating is a great way to give back, and you may even claim a significant tax deduction. Go to wjffradio.org to learn more. You are listening to 90.5 FM WJFF Jeffersonville, New York, and 94.5 FM W233AH Monticello, New York, online at WJFFRadio.org. Serving the Catskills, Northeast Pennsylvania, the Upper Delaware, and Mid-Hudson region.